Welcome to the First Down Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Jackson. This is our recap show of week one, and what a great week of football it was. Football is back. I know I was in front of the TV all Sunday. Um, Recording this Monday night, it's about 9.30 Pacific. I'm watching my Broncos right now, having a heart attack. But we're going to go ahead and get into this recap show, go over all the games, fantasy players, injuries, wrap up the show with some shout outs. I'm going to apologize now. Um, It is going into the fourth quarter with Titans Broncos tied at 7-7. I might get a little amped up, Uh, might act a little bit light skinned, you know, that's just in my genes. So Forgive me if I blow up your audio, okay? But we're going to go ahead and get down and start with the injury news. And it sucks. It truly does suck to see these guys all get hurt. But for your fantasy teams, um, these are definitely guys you're going to want to drop and hit those waiver wires with. And we're also going to touch on waivers. I don't know if I mentioned that before. But Blake Jarwin, tied in for the Cowboys, is going to be out with a torn ACL. Marlon Mack, running back for the Colts. Uh, Torn Achilles. Uh, Let's see here. Justin Jackson for the Chargers. He was a running back. Someone I speculated that would have gotten some more work um, at that running back position. But he had a quad injury. So I think that's what opened up the uh, touches there for Josh Kelly. And he's going to be someone we're going to be talking about a little later. Um, Devontae Parker, wide receiver for Miami. Left hamstring. Doesn't seem like it's going to be too serious. I expect him to be back. Uh, Michael Thomas got a little ankle injury. Um, He's another guy. Doesn't seem too serious. And then uh, Le'Veon Bell. Looks like he had a hamstring injury as well, too, and tried playing through it. And, like, Gase kept him on the field even after the injury happened. And then it just got injured more. Um, Previous show when we talked about the Jets, I mean, I I was very um, straightforward how I feel about Adam Gase. And it really sucks that... um, I don't know why he doesn't like Le'Veon Bell. I mean, I guess he just doesn't know how to use him in his system or whatnot. But, I mean, Gates just needs to get out. And especially after watching this game this past week. And, you know, let's let's jump right into that game. Uh, Bills versus Jets. Bills 27, Jets 17. The Bills did not look as good as I thought they would. Um, Josh Allen, I mean, he finished up quarterback number three for fantasy this week. So, you know, he had a good fantasy game. But just watching the game itself... He he's still having uh, accuracy issues, if you're asking me. I mean, he could have thrown for probably four, five touchdowns, I think, in that game. But And I think the biggest thing is he just, instead of throwing on the run, take a second, square your shoulders, because he's able to outrun defenders, and that's not the issue. It's just he's not accurate when he's throwing on the run. And, I mean, I'm not sure too many quarterbacks are unless they're in that God mode like Mahomes, Dak, Lamar. They're able to make those type of throws. Russell Wilson's another one. But I don't think uh, Allen's got that accuracy yet. I think it will come over time. Um, it's it's honestly crazy how much he, he has developed just with his field vision and being elusive and escaping uh, sacks, honestly. So I think that's just something he, he's going to work in his game throughout the season. But yeah, Josh Allen finished at qu- quarterback number three for fantasy. Some other guys I was kind of checking out in this game that look like they're going to be Good fantasy assets, especially on this Bills team, because I expect this Bills team to be pretty good. Uh, Zach Moss, uh, running back they drafted, he looked pretty good. I think, I hate to say it, but 
by maybe a couple weeks, he might be taking that primary role in the running back position. And I don't know if Singletary is going to be uh, running back number one there at all. And shit, Titans just scored. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think he's going to take over Singletary um, in that running back spot. And then at wide receiver, I mean, John Brown, Stephon Diggs. John Brown ended up with a touchdown, but I expect both of these guys to be great uh fantasy assets moving forward as well too the reason why i like brown is because he already has a year with josh allen so they already kind of have a, a chemistry going there and Diggs, he's talented enough to where i think he's just gonna fall into place and make it easy especially when allen's throwing deep bombs dig can digs can go and make those catches now on the jet side and i mean we're not we're not big fans of the jets behind this mic but the one person I do love, and I, I was telling you guys preseason, I hope you drafted him. Jamison Crowder went off, finished at wide receiver number six, had about 22, 21 points. It depends what format you're playing. If, by any chance, if he's available, I'm sure he's not, but he's someone that is going to continuously get targeted in this offense. And get a ton of receptions. He broke off for a, on a screenplay for a touchdown. So, you know, that definitely helped his his day. But he's someone who can make plays. And, I mean, he's getting the ball thrown to him the most out of anyone on this Jets offense. So, Jamison Crowder, keep an eye out for him as the season progresses. We're going to go ahead and head up to the, now the NFC North, the Packers and Vikings. Packers 43, Vikings 34. It's another guy. I'm going to toot my horn a little bit on some preseason guys because they, they all balled out this year. Or not this year, but this week. And I expect him to ball out this year. But Devontae Adams, I have him finishing at wide receiver number one this week. Finished at wide receiver number one. 34 points. The Packers actually looked really good. I was really impressed with the offense. The defense definitely has some work to do. But Aaron Rodgers tore it up. He finished at quarter, quarterback number two. 30 points. Um, I think Aaron Jones is going to fall into play. It looks like, you know, they were really just going back and forth in this game. Um, and Rodgers had it going, though. I mean, Lazard had a touchdown. Or he almost had a touchdown, I believe. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling got a touchdown. So it's looking like these Packers wide receivers are now just with another year with Aaron Rodgers starting to progress more. And Devontae Adams just, he, he looked elite. Like, he, very impressed, um, just... He looks like one of the best, and he is one of the best wide receivers in the game. Like, I'm just smitten over this guy. Just, yeah, he had a great game. Um, on the Vikings side, though, Thielen and Kirk Cousins. That was another one I was hyping up is Adam Thielen. And Thielen finished at wide receiver number three this week. Had about 28 points. Um, he did his thing. And uh, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cooked when he's healthy. He's going to give you a good double-digit game. He ended up with 20 points this week. He's going to get fed the ball. But yeah, the Vikings, they, unfortunately, I, I don't think too much improvement's going to come on this team. I mean, their defense, their DBs are just terrible, unfortunately, and they lost a lot on that pass rush. They did trade for Ngakwe, uh, Yannick Ngakwe, yeah, from the Jaguars, and he didn't really make an imprint on this game. And I, I know it's week one, we'll see how the season progresses, but that was kind of the things I was noticing in this game. Um... The next game was kind of an upset. I was very surprised at the outcome of this one. But Colts-Jaguars. The Jaguars won 27-20. to 20. I had this team tanking going two to three wins. And they already got a win. So now they just got to go on a long losing streak to make my prediction come true. 
Um, but just watching them, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Gardner Minshew's got the sauce. I don't know if they need to go look for another quarterback. He looked very impressive in year two. Um, he's really improved, and especially with those wide receivers. I mean, he gets the ball to everybody. Aside from not having a good running game, uh, they did get, you know, Fournette's not there anymore. Looks like they are working in a rotation with Robinson, and I'm going to try to say his last, Ozigbo? I don't know. He's the other running back back there in Jacksonville. But looks like Robinson's going to be the primary guy now moving forward. But yeah, Minshew was slinging it. Uh, hit DJ Chark, LaVisca Chanel, Keelan Cole. Uh, he was putting the ball everywhere. So I was pretty impressed with this Jaguars team. On the Colts side, you know what? The Colts did lay a big stink fest. I mean, it wasn't honestly their fault. I don't know. It was their fault. But Phillip Rivers, I don't know why he's trying to throw passes on the run. That's not his game. And I know his his arm strength is is declining. But he had a chance to go win the game through a pick. Um, it's typical Philip Rivers stuff, but some st- guys who did shine on this Colts offense, um, and aside from, you know, Marlon Maggoning is Achilles torn, uh, Jonathan Taylor, get for you, Jonathan Taylor owners, get ready. Yeah. Dudes of gods. He's just going to go beast mode. I think in this offense, especially behind that offensive line. Uh, but on the w- wide receivers though, Paris Campbell looks like he was kind of the wide receiver one. He was getting targeted the most. Uh, he looked honestly better than T.Y. Hilton to me out there, and he played a really good game. I'm curious to see how it's going to go week after week because Pittman, uh, the rookie they drafted, he he looked like he was getting some uh, touches and balls thrown his way. But it's week one. Phillip, I think, just needs to kind of, he I don't know, I don't want to say nerves, but play a little more relaxed. I see this Colts team still being a really good team this year. Um, the Jaguars, I'm impressed. Keep impressing me, though. And another game that impressed me, uh, the Raiders beat the Panthers. The Raiders were another team, just did not see them having a good season. And they they go to Carolina and pull the dub. That was something I didn't expect. And also, a player who went the F off was Josh Jacobs, finished at running back one. I was crucifying this guy, saying he was going to be a bust this season. Don't touch him. Stay away and literally just made me eat my eat my words. And I'm glad to see it, though. I love when guys go out and ball out. And especially when they prove me wrong, though, too. I'm someone who's humble and can take that, you know, say that I'm wrong. And he definitely proved me wrong. Josh Jacobs looked incredible. Um, it's He got a lot on the workload. So I hope that's not going to affect his, uh, his health long term for this season. But they use him. He went the hell off in that game. He The Panthers couldn't stop him. Um, for the wide receivers, though, I mean, they were locking up Darren Waller. He was getting targeted, just he couldn't get anything going. Henry Ruggs went out of this game, too, with a knee injury. That's unfortunate. But uh, someone from this wide receiver group's got to step up. And right now, it looked like it was Nelson Aguilar. I don't feel confident going and even picking Nelson Aguilar up. But if you're a Josh Jacobs owner, you you are definitely someone who's proud this past weekend and probably won your game. But on the Panther side, CMC did his thing. Uh, funny, Josh Jacobs finished at number one, CMC finished at number two. And um, on the wide receiver side, Teddy Bridgewater lo- looked really good. Um, he looked like he was getting into a flow. I mean, it's week one, so guys are kind of resting, especially guys who are n- new on teams. You know, this is Bridgewater's first year in Carolina uh, with a new coach as well, too. 
uh, CMC got used. Unfortunately, I think they could have won the game at the end. I do not know why they gave the ball to the fullback when you have probably the best running back in the league on your team. I really hope that's not what Matt Rule plans on doing in the future and just using the talent that you have. But on the wide receiver options, DJ Moore had a really tough game. Um, he's someone who I have a lot of high expectations for this year, and I still do. I think it's going to take some time for them to get all on the same page. But if you guys listen to me and we're feeling a little frisky, feeling a little froggy, and you threw Robbie Anderson in that flex, I know you're happy. Your boy's got you. Um, but Robbie, yeah, he's literally one of those guys like how Will Fuller is. All he needs is to catch a deep ball and he's going to score a touchdown for you. Or at least give you, you know, a good amount of points. So it's nice to see Robbie Anderson doing some of the same things he was doing uh, like he was in New York down in Carolina. So I'm excited to see both of these teams honestly next week and see how they match up uh, against their opponents next week. And yeah, Josh Jacobs, man, impressed. I'm just, I'm impressed. He impressed the shit out of me. We're going to go ahead and jump over onto a game that was, I guess, a little impressive as well. The Bears beat the Lions. Uh, the banged up Lions, but they still won. They came back from 17. The final score is 27-23. The Lions had a chance to win it at the end, man. But their rookie, DeAndre Swift, dropped the ball in the end zone. I'm sorry. You're a professional athlete getting paid millions of dollars. When you're wide open, there's no reason why you should drop a ball. Plain and simple. Um, I, I get it. You're a rookie. This is your first game. I'm sorry, dude. You're in the pros. Catch the damn ball. Win the damn game. Uh, plain and simple. It's frustrating when I see that, uh, especially when he's on my team. But even just seeing pros like that, it, it bothers me. Even referring, and we'll just change the the uh, sport. Basketball. You guys are professional basketball players. Make your free throws. Millions of dollars. I just don't understand it. But jumping back over to this game. The Bears came back. Um, the Lions kind of got up early and then just kind of went flat. Um, some highlights, though. You know, Marvin Jones was the wide receiver one on this team. It sucks that get Kenny Galladay was out. This game was kind of a stalemate, honestly. I didn't really see too many highlights from it. Uh, AP got primary touches. Uh, doesn't seem like Carrion Johnson got used at all, which is unfortunate. On the Bears' side, they don't really have a great running back crew, unfortunately. And, yeah, Trubisky led a comeback, but... no. Oh, shit, Melvin Gordon just scored. All right, Broncos up 14-13, sorry. Um, but, yeah, Trubisky led this team to a comeback. I'm curious to see how they look next week, both of these teams. Hopefully, Kenny Galladay's back for this Lions offense. I think that's really going to transform how this team looks, at least offensively, give them another great wide receiver option and then also their first round pick Jeffrey Okuda at corner was out of this game as well too so I hope to see him back and see if he can improve this defense at all but a game that was very high scoring very impressive as well too and um I mean say if we're doing early MVP picks I mean mine I picked Dak but Russ Wilson he he came out and balled out uh, he finished at quarterback one this week um, in fantasy, the Seahawks won 38-25 against Atlanta Falcons. The whole Seahawks squad looked great. Uh, from Russ to Chris Carson to DK Metcalf. I know Tyler Lockett wasn't getting too much um, catches. He was getting targeted, but here and there he was getting some. But this offense looked great. And, I mean, if you're someone who owns a piece of this Seahawks offense, expect great things, honestly, this season. I was really impressed on how the offense came out. I mean, it is against Atlanta. They do have a, a struggling defense. I feel like Atlanta's defense gets worse every year. 
But Russ really picked these guys apart. And, um, yeah, the Seahawks offense looked awesome. Kind of going over on the Atlanta side, though. Uh, Matty Ice finished at quarterback eight. 450 yards in a loss. I mean, that's very impressive for a quarterback. That's in a losing effort. Uh, Todd Gurley didn't look too bad. I need to see. You know, I think he's still getting adjusted, uh, knocking the, the rust off those knees. So I expect to see him kind of get back to at least a little bit of his old uh, his old form. And then uh, the wide receiver duo there. And it kind of all saying Calvin Ridley is the passer to the torch here. Calvin Ridley finished at wide receiver number three this week. Julio at number six, but they both just went apeshit. Um, Julio, I believe, had over 150 receiving yards. Calvin Ridley was a recipient, I believe, of two touchdowns. And, yeah, this offense, like I said, it's going to be an eight. I think this team is an eight and eight team. They're going to win some games, lose some games. But I think they're going to, overall, these receivers especially, are going to give you guys good fantasy games throughout the season. But we're going to go ahead and move down to, or not move down, move up to New England. And this was probably the most boring game I think I saw, aside from seeing Cam Newton. But Dolphins, Patriots, that was just last season. I mean, of course, it was epic when the Dolphins beat the Pats. This season, it was very lackluster in the opener. Fitzpatrick threw a ton of picks. Uh, Devontae Parker ended up with a hamstring injury like we were talking about earlier. Uh, None of the running backs really stood out to me. Not Breida. Gaskin, maybe. Joho, Jordan Howard, eh, wasn't really excited about anyone on this Dolphins offense. And I think it's going to be Tua time happening a lot sooner than expected. So I'm excited to see if Tua is going to start getting some looks um, if Fitzpatrick keeps struggling like he did against New England. But the New England side, Cam Newton, he looks like Cam Newton. Um, from running the ball to passing to talking shit, he he looked like he was living his best life this past Sunday. And I'm excited and happy for Cam to really get an opportunity and a chance to to bounce back from all the injury um, misfortune that he's had. But it was good to see Cam Newton go out and ball out. He finished at quarterback six. Now, my only concern for this team particularly is no wide receiver really established themselves as the one. I mean, Edelman underneath, but... You're going to need someone deep to go to. Then at running back, I mean, Sony Michelle was, eh, he was all right. James White, I think they're still kind of getting in a, in a flow with Cam. But I'm really nervous about how much they really, and I think that's something they signed Cam for one year, is his durability. They used him a lot. And he, he was taking some hits. And as long as he stays healthy, though, and is able to, I don't want to say absorb those hits, but maybe minimize them, I think the Pats actually might be pretty good this year um aside from their defense you know it is against the Dolphins so you know I'm kind of talking talking big a little early but I liked what I saw on this New England offense what I did not like was in our next game the Bengals offense oh my god and I had the I picked them to beat the Chargers Chargers 16 Bengals 13 and I mean let's let's get this out of the way right now uh Bengals drove down the field had a chance to tie it, and the kicker, uh, Bullock, I believe, gets a cramp in his leg. I don't think I've ever seen that before in a football game on a game-tying field goal to go to overtime. So, I mean, it, there's a first for everything, but it, it sucks for Joe Burrow to lose his his first game in the NFL. And unfortunately, though, Joe Burrow did struggle. Um his line, man, they were non-existent. That Chargers defense was blowing him up consistently. 
He was taking sacks, rushing the ball, couldn't really get into a groove. Um, towards the end, he was in AJ. John Ross dropped a touchdown too. So, I mean, he's a rookie. It was it was good to see that they went and competed. They didn't get blown out or anything, and it's much improvement. He did run a touchdown in, so it's nice to see that he's using that mobility. I think that's going to be really huge for his game, especially if he continues to struggle with the deep balls and um, just yeah, getting in a, in, a, in a rhythm with AJ Green and John Ross. Tyler Boyd, though, he was he looked like the best receiver out there to me. Uh, Mixon struggled. Um, and I was surprised to see Gio Bernard get as much play as he did too, especially on third down work. But I think this Bengals offense is going to be a work in progress. They're going to slowly progress in the season. And as Burrow gets a lot more comfortable and confident, I think that's just going to go ahead and spread throughout the team. But on this Chargers offense, uh, Joshua Kelly, the rookie, is he going to do what Austin Eckler did to Melvin Gordon last year? Um he looked awesome. I was really impressed by Josh Kelly. And I, I really thought Justin Jackson was going to be that guy to take over um, or split the touches there with Austin Eckler. But Josh Kelly, the rookie, balled out. He he looked strong. He looked bursty. He was breaking tackles left and right. So I was very impressed with him. Uh, Keenan Allen kind of had a slow day. Mike Williams, though, he's someone that, I mean, if you hit, or if you're one of those people that love to load up on your waivers... Mike Williams might be worth the stash. Um, he was making some athletic hell catches, like seriously one-handers. And he's such a big target too. And I think that Tyrod literally is just going to put the ball up there for him to go make plays as the season progresses. So I liked what I saw there with Mike Williams. Keenan Allen's going to get his. But other than that, uh, it was kind of a boring game, to be honest with you. Um, nothing really popped to me in this game, but we'll see how both of these teams fare next week. And uh, for my upset of the week, and I've been calling this since episode one, the Arizona Cardinals are going to beat the San Francisco 49ers. Cardinals 24, Niners 20. I'm going to be humble now. Pretty, I was pretty amped. But yes, the Cardinals offense looked pretty good. Kyler Murray sh showed much improvement, and especially with his mobility. D-hop, D-hop, D-hop. I'm so happy you're out of Houston. Um, unfortunately, not for Deshaun Watson. They could have probably used D-Hop against the Chiefs, but he's now in Arizona, and him and Kyler looked like they had a good connection going. Looks like Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, really struggled in this game, especially Christian Kirk. Um, but, yeah, the, the Cardinals offense, it was kind of a slow-paced game, honestly. Um Kenyon Drake kind of started off a little slow. They did use Chase Edmonds a lot more, so Chase Edmonds might be worth the stash as well, too. I was very uh, impressed with his his use, and um, he scored a touchdown, too. And honestly, if he's if Kenyon Drake happens to get injured, and we're going to knock on wood, gets injured, uh, Chase Edmonds is someone you can plug in, and he I think he's going to be a great option there and a good handcuff, honestly, or even just a stash and wait to see what happens but over on the Cardinals side I was impressed with their offense I like what I saw I think they're going to be in a lot more shootouts this year and I mean they were playing the best defense from last year um and still that Niners defensive line looked nasty um unfortunately the offense didn't look as nasty as the defense uh, Jimmy G struggled um I don't have a lot of good things to say about this Niners offense. Honestly, Kittle got banged up. Uh, looks like he had a knee injury. Nothing too serious, but this Niners offense is really lacking a wide receiver. 
And I get it, Debo Samuel's hurt. He's coming back. They're going to need more than Debo Samuel. And you know what they should have done was re-sign Emmanuel Sanders, um, who's going to be on our next game that we talk about. But for now, yeah, I think the Niners, honestly, are going to. that's going to be a team I look forward to make a move, honestly, in a couple weeks to trade for a wide receiver. Um, just, yeah, Jimmy G was running out of time. And, I mean, this Cardinals defense isn't anything special. So... The fact that, yeah, I just, I was not impressed from what I saw from this Niners offense. The one impressive piece was Raheem Mostert. He's going to finish in the top 10 and running back, I think. If he stays healthy all year, he he upped his game since last year. He's great pass catcher, fast as hell, um, could take it up to another level. I was very impressed with Raheem Mostert. And uh, Jarek McKinnon, too, he was getting used a lot. Tevin Coleman was getting some touch too, so they are, I think, going to go really run heavy. And the nice thing about this Niner, these Niner running backs, is they can all catch out of the backfield. Again, kind of like I was referring to the Cardinals, you're going to want to maybe stash one of these guys if you have the bench spot. Um, if not, don't stress about it. But it's always, I always like to stash some guys. Just you know, you never know what's going to happen. You can have gold there on your bench. But it's enough for this upset of the week. Still proud about that. But another upset of the week, the Bucks and the Saints. Tom Brady, what's going on? They looked, they did not look good. Uh, it was funny to see Tom Brady rush in a touchdown, actually. But yeah, the Bucks looked like they were struggling a little bit. Though they did play New Orleans and New Orleans. Saints defense is really good. Um, they did rattle the Bucks, though, I think, pretty early on. And from there, just kind of controlled the game. Brady couldn't really get in the flow with his guys. Their running game looked awful. Terrible, terrible. Uh, Gronkowski, nowhere to be found. O.J. Howard did catch a touchdown. I, I really hope that O.J. Howard could really emerge as a tight end one on this team because he he is better than Gronk right now. Um, you know, Gronk's toward the end of his career. O.J. Howard just starting as he's an athletic tight end that can stretch the field um and as he progresses and keeps learning from brady i really hope to see that connection because an oj howard could be a tight end that you could literally pick up and he can possibly finish in the top 10 for tight ends if he continues to keep catching these touchdowns from brady but yeah gronk was not impressive at all uh, mike evans was dealing with that hamstring i didn't ha have high expectations for him chris godwin looked good chris godwin looked like chris godwin um, unfortunately, he was seeing the best cornerback, I believe, on that team, which was uh, Marcus Lattimore, and he kind of locked him up here and there. But Godwin was getting his touches, though, so he gave you a pretty good PPR day. But overall, if this Bucks offense, eh, eh, that's, eh, that's all I really got to say. Eh. We'll see what they can do next week. Um, but on the Saints side... And they're another team that impressed me. Um, I do think their Super Bowl window's gone. Again, I do think they're going to have a good season. And they came out and balled out. And the guys who really balled out were Kamara, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook was getting some touches. Breeze was all right. I mean, he gave you a solid 20-point, 20 25-point game. Uh, Michael Thomas, though, struggled. And... I know he had the ankle injury, but again, I think the expectations need to be limited for him. He's not going to do what he did last year. And that doesn't say that it's not me saying he's not the wide receiver one um, or the best wide receiver in the game. You know, I believe all that aside from Devontae Adams. You know, him and Devontae, I think, are in that same same tier. But 
He's going to have his weeks where he struggles. I think this is one of those weeks. So don't get down. Don't get discouraged. I mean, you took him in the first round for a reason. Hopefully this ankle injury isn't something that's going to hinder him for a while. Um, maybe just a little thing here or there. But Manuel Sanders, though, he looked like he could be a piece for this team to really move into the postseason. Jared Cook looked really good, too. Kamara, he's healthy. Last year, he was not healthy. He's healthy this year. He looked impressive as hell too especially just that's the great thing about Kamara he he can kill you between the trenches but he can also catch out of the backfield and even catch downfield as well too and they throw Taysom Hill back there and he smiles and gets his little touch I still don't understand why they paid him so much money um but you know it is what it is but Saints 34 Bucks 23 we move on now to the Sunday night game. And, oh, this was a disappointment for me. I really wanted the boys to win. But you know what? It's okay. Week one doesn't determine how the season's going to go. But Cowboys 17, Rams 20. And let's go ahead and start on the Rams side. <clears throat> the, uh, the offense looked great. Really good. They looked better than I expected, honestly. And I think McVeigh got pretty much this offseason, got golf back to where golf's comfortable and that's throwing these short passes these screens um, and then really kind of doing that for a little bit getting the running game involved and then he takes his shots downfield and um, everyone on this Rams offense was was getting touches getting looks uh, Robert Woods Cooper Cup Tyler Higby all looked great to me the rookie Van Jefferson I think he's gonna fall on the line and be another weapon on this offense someone not really for fantasy I would look at yet but Woods Cup for sure Higby again at tight end. He's a lot more athletic than I expected um, on his feet, especially. And I think we finally found out who the starting running back is on this team, Malcolm Brown. And he looked dominant, ripping off 10 yards after 10 yards. He looked very impressive. Uh, Cam Akers got some touch in there, too. And I think Cam's going to take a little while before he gets really comfortable and gets into taking over this backfield, but it might not be for a while if Malcolm Brown keeps balling out like that. Very impressed with Malcolm Brown. Um, and very impressed with this Rams defense. And Aaron Donald is a menace to society. Jesus, I felt bad for Dak. Uh, Donald is probably, he's a top five player in the league. It doesn't matter what the position is. He is incredible. I was not blown away, but Aaron Donald's Aaron Donald. That shit was impressive. He was blowing up that Cowboys line. And I know they're injured. He was having his way with whoever was in front of him. Another person, though, who impressed me and finally was living up to the hype or the contract, Jalen Ramsey. He was locking down, and it was even better. He lit Amari Cooper the hell up on one hit towards the end of the game. Um, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It was legit. looks like a hit stick from Madden. Pretty much picked him up, slammed him, and then stepped over. It was disrespectful as hell, but yeah, Ramsey looked awesome. And he's I just compared to those receivers, he is so damn big and fast as a corner. Um, so I expect good things for this Rams defense. They look very impressive. But uh, and with the defense, you know, they did lock up the Cowboys receivers. And let's go ahead and start there on the receiving. And uh, Jarwin is out for. Probably the rest of the season with that torn ACL, unfortunately. Um, Amari Cooper, I mean, he was matched up against Ramsey. Ramsey kind of kept the clamps on him all game. 
Michael Gallup, and we're going to talk about the end of this game too. Michael Gallup, the field stretcher, he was getting touches yeah, here and there. But the C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb really impressed me as a rookie. Um, he looked comfortable out there. Dak was finding him. Uh, he was making, you know, making getting yards after the catch. So C.D. Lamb was good as advertised, honestly. I was very impressed with his, his game. Um, and then Dak, I know he, it was a struggle game for him, but Dak... He's got a laser on on that arm, man. He was lighting it up. Fortunately, he was getting blitzed a lot. Unfortunately, he had to you know tuck the ball a lot. But that the last two minutes of that game when they were moving down the field, he was he looked great. And Zeke Zeke did he ate? You ain't seen his stomach tattoo? Feed me, and they did. Zeke had two touchdowns. Looked great. I think this Cowboys offense is going to bounce back. Not really worried about this team at all. Um, we're going to just talk about the the final play of this game that would have put the Cowboys in field goal range. And Michael Gallup and Ramsey, that was some bullshit. I'm just going to flat out say it now. Gallup did not extend his forearm out one. And Ramsey, you know what? If you watch the replay, he kind of flopped. Like out in basketball, he flopped. So it is what it is. The refs didn't call it. Something similar happened in the Bengals and Chargers game earlier where A.J. Green actually did extend his arm out. Um, and it was noticeable. But it is what it is. Cowboys 17, Rams 20. But both of these teams looked like playoff teams early on. They both looked great. Offense looked good. Defense looked good. Fortunately with the Cowboys as well, too. Aside from that offense, the tight end getting the ACL tear. Leighton Vander Esch did break his collarbone. He'll probably be out six to eight weeks, which sucks. But, you know, still got high hopes for this Cowboys team. Now we're jumping over to our Monday night game. And uh, second one's still going on, Broncos-Titans. They're coming down to, looks like, the final two minutes. But uh, Giants-Steelers happened earlier. And that was actually pretty entertaining. I, I'm not not going to lie. The Giants offense looked like they have a lot of promise and they a great future. Danny Dimes really impressed me with his game. Uh, the Steelers defense is still nasty. Uh, Big Ben looked great. You know, Steelers 26, Giants 16. Juju Smith-Schuster had two receiving TDs. Uh, James Conner did go out early, and that's something that I've been just weary about um, him as a running back. He's so injury-prone. Every year, he's injured, and it sucks. I, You know, I, when he's healthy, he's a great talent. But his backup, Benny Snell, looked great. He's going to be someone that we're going to be talking about here in a sec on waivers. And yeah, this Steelers offense and defense really surprised me. They were another team that I had uncertainty about going into the season, but Big Ben looked healthy. Um, Deontay Johnson was getting targeted a lot on these uh, cross routes. And overall, the team looked great. Um, really excited to see how this Pittsburgh team does progress throughout the season. And the defense just as well, too. We're getting in Danny Dimes' face. And then Saquon Barkley, he, he got some clamps put on him tonight. Uh, Danny Dimes did end up with a good fantasy game. Evan Ingram was another guy who had a had a hard fantasy week. He didn't do too hot. But probably there now, we're going to just... I think I'm just going to flat out say it um, just because I'm just watching the game. Darius Slayton's the wide receiver one on this team. Um, he... Really stepped up from what he was doing last year. So, yeah, he looks like the guy um, taking over on this Giants offense, and especially with deep balls. I think when Golden Tate comes back, he'll work more of that slot role. Uh, Sterling Shepard was getting some touches here and there. But I think Darius Slayton overall, he looked like the best receiver to me out there. And 
just kind of brief over this Broncos Titans game. It's in the final two minutes. Uh, the Titans have the ball and they're driving. Um, 14-13. Drew Locke, not a bad, not a bad first game. Um, Derrick Henry's been having the clamps put on him all game. Broncos defense looks still pretty solid without uh, Von Miller, but the Titans defense looks just as good as well. Tannenhill, though, has two touchdowns, so it's pretty impressive with that. And, uh, yeah, Noah Fant at tight end, he's someone that I'm excited about. Jonu Smith, he got one of those receiving touchdowns uh, from, from Tannenhill. So, at the tight end position, I've been saying, you know, that's a position you can stream. And guarantee Jonu Smith or Noah Fant's going to be on that waiver wire. So, keep a lookout for those guys. Final two minutes is coming down, so we're going to go ahead and get the waiver picks out of the way here for the show. Get out here with some shout-outs. And just for the waivers, I'm going to give you guys my top five and then top five, uh, then another five to just kind of keep an eye on. But top five, honestly, Malcolm Brown. If he's out on the waivers, that's the number one pickup. Um, for me, number two would be Josh Kelly. And the reason why I say Josh Kelly, the Chargers really like to run the ball a lot. And Eckler, I know he's the starting running back there. He's going to, I think, get more pushed into that pass catching role where he excels at. And I think Josh Kelly is going to be kind of the bruiser, the one and two back as well. Um, Eckler's going to see some touch, though. I think he'll get some one first and second down work. But I like Josh Kelly as the number two pick in your waiver wires this week. Uh, number three is going to be Naheem Hines. And the reason for that is, yes, Marlon Mack is going to be out for the rest of the season. Jonathan Taylor, the rookie, is going to start up as probably the starting running back for this team. But I think Hines is going to be used a lot, and especially in the passing game. And especially when Phillip is getting you know, blitz or needs to, to dump off to somebody. I think Hines is really going to excel in that, that role and be a solid pickup for fantasy. And especially for those, uh, for you guys who are in PPR, half point PPR leagues, Naheem Hines, I think is going to be a still for you and someone that you'll probably be able to utilize all year. Uh, number four for me was Sammy Watkins. And it's clearly because of the quarterback it's because of the high-powered offense. Um, he's someone that I don't know if you could trust every week, but he looked like he was getting – he got in a good flow. He was getting targeted the most, uh, had a touchdown or two, I believe, and finished with, I think it was 18 fantasy points. So he had a pretty solid week. Uh, number five for me is Paris Campbell. On this Colts offense, he did look like the best one to me and emerged as the, in my mind, the wide receiver one. T.Y. Hilton's old. I'm not, and just because he's old doesn't mean he's not the wide receiver one, but I think Paris Campbell is going to really step up this year and dominate this wide receiver core. And aside from that, the guys that are looking on the outside in that, you know, if you need a waiver pickup, Robbie Anderson, I'm telling y'all, go pick up Robbie. He's good for, you know, a flex spot, if, especially if you need it later on in the day. Pick up Robbie Anderson. He's someone I think that's going to be reliable some weeks. Um, give you some decisions to make there at that wide receiver slash flex spot. Uh, Adrian Peterson, he looked like he was getting the primary touches in that Detroit offense. So if you need a running back, go grab AP. Um, another guy, and I guess this really just determines on how serious James Conner's injury is, but Benny Snell. Um, and let's actually, Benny Snell, put him up there, you know, around Malcolm Brown, Josh Kelly, and Himes, especially if Conner is, if this is going to be a long-term injury. They said it was an ankle, so... I don't expect it to be. I don't expect him to be out next week. They might, you know, split carries between Connor and Snell. And my last one that I was looking at, and this is just based off of me watching this game primarily. 
Jarek McKinnon, I'm sure Tevin Coleman's already picked up in your league, but McKinnon might be a great handcuff just in case, knock on wood, if Mostert happens to go down or Coleman happens to go down. McKinnon looked really good, really bursty. He can catch out of the backfield. Um, he's someone that I think is going to emerge and have a bigger role in this Niners offense as well, too. So he would be kind of my, you know, if you don't have really have anyone to pick up, he might be someone to look at. I will give you guys my streaming defense next uh, next show just because it's week one. We haven't really got down and gone through waivers yet for week two or getting into week two. But just to give you a heads up now for Thursday night, do not pick up the Browns or the Bengals defense. And we'll have our preview show coming out on I believe we're going to shoot for Wednesday night, but we'll post it on the social media. Wednesday night, Thursday night. Check us out on Instagram at the First Down Fantasy Pod. But let's go ahead and get our shout outs and get out of here. And we're really just going to be shouting out some teams, um, some looks that I liked here. Um, first off, Bears, Raiders looked great. Like I was saying, Josh Jacobs shut me up. That Bears came back. The Bears came back in that game. Very impressive. 17-point deficit, you know. Give props where props are, you know, needed. And, uh, again, I'm going to be humble, but how about that card? How about that Cardinals game, you know? I've been hyping up this Cardinals team, this offense. They're 1-0. I'm a, I'm a little excited. I'm a little excited. I don't think they're Super Bowl caliber. Right now, out of all those teams in the NFC West, is Seahawks and the Rams games are going to be legit this year i'm excited to watch those games um aside from the cardinals though another team i want to give a shout out to the jaguars uh let's see if they can keep keep that magic going and last but not least and this was just something from watching hard knocks and this rams defense is really really stood out to me they look like a special group this year um you know, the offense was pretty good too, but this defense looks like it's, you know, the investment that they've been putting into it, it looks like it's actually starting to pay off now. So with that being said, though, that's pretty much our show for today. We'll have our preview show out. Again, check on our Instagram. I'm thinking Wednesday night, Thursday night, maybe after the Browns, Bengals, we might do a little recap. Um, probably, you know what, we'll go Wednesday so we can get, you know, the, that Browns Bengals game in there, go over that game. If you, you know, we have some fantasy guys in that game for sure. So check out for the show Wednesday night. And other than that, good luck to my Broncos. We're in the final two minutes and I will see you guys Wednesday.